que las palabras de mi boca y las meditaciones de nuestros corazones sean aceptables a tus ojos, oh Señor, nuestra fuerza y nuestro Redentor. Amén. Please be seated. It's hard to believe that we will all celebrate Thanksgiving this week. Is it really here again? Yes, it is. But it feels early because it is. Well, at least a little bit. Did you know that the original date of Thanksgiving was changed? El presidente Roosevelt cambió la fecha de Thanksgiving en 1939. La temporada de las fiestas fue demasiado corta. Before 1939, Thanksgiving was always on the last Thursday of November, but retailers that year were stressed. The last Thursday in November 1939 was November 30th. And in the throes of the Great Depression, there were simply too few shopping days for stores to survive the season. So the CEO of Macy's, who was friends with President Roosevelt, convinced him to move the date of Thanksgiving up from the last Thursday in November to the fourth Thursday in November. The idea stuck But that decision, that decision to change the date, produced controversy amongst people in many states. And if they had had Facebook back then, we can assuredly know that it would have blown up into a fierce debate. <laughs> But here's our evidence. Even Bugs Bunny got involved. When in one of the Merry Melodies cartoons from that time, there are visibly dueling calendars for Thanksgiving. One is labeled for Democrats with the fourth Thursday of November listed, and one is listed for Republicans with the last Thursday in November listed. Such discord and controversy. The reality was that changing this date, that doing this was a risk a risk for the livelihood of this country. And somehow the risk stuck, because here we are, having a bit of an early-ish Thanksgiving this week on November 24th. El riesgo de cambiar las fechas dio nuevas esperanzas a un país luchando por la supervivencia. So all that being said, happy Thanksgiving. Thank goodness we're not fighting about Thanksgiving and the date of Thanksgiving this year. Lord knows people have been arguing about a whole host of other things in our society. This is a call. This is a call at this time of year from the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God calls us in to live in a new way. But we find ourselves continuously getting sidetracked by the things in life that aren't really at the core of life itself. El reino de Dios nos sigue llamando, pero con frecuencia quedamos distraídos. If this parable happened that we heard today, if this parable happened in real time, this story would also be blowing up on Facebook. A wealthy, a wealthy landowner is leaving town. No one knows if he's ever coming back. 
So he gives his wealth to his three trusted servants. To one he gives five talents, the other he gives two, to the other one. A very, very long time passes. Long time passes. And the master returns. The servant who had five talents doubled the amount. Same goes for two. But the one with the one talent, maybe, well, maybe he held on a little bit too tight. He offered it back to the master just like it was given. One talent. That's it. His story doesn't end well. We're missing a couple of things. One is that the talent Jesus, Jesus uses in this story... Okay, remember, parables are sometimes extreme. They're stories to teach. So the talent Jesus uses in this story is equivalent to 130 pounds of precious metal. Most likely, 130 pounds of gold. Uno de los talentos, o en la traducción española, un mil monedas en la parábola, tiene valor en nuestro dinero más de 2.6 millones de dólares. In today's money, each talent would be worth over 2.6 million dollars. This landowner is giving everything away. He's liquidating. He's leaving town. And he gives his money to his servants as they have ability, as they have dunamin. That's the Greek, dunamin. The same word we get the word dynamite from. Their dunamin, their power, as they have their power, their authority, their inner potential. Cada sirviente recibió su porción de dinero de acuerdo con su habilidad, su potencia, su autoridad. So the one servant with the five talents gets about $13 million. The one with two gets $5.2 million. And the one that is left is left with a measly, paltry $2.6 million. And the landowner leaves immediately. Immediately. He's gone for a long time. We don't know how long. But it was a long time, and in the ancient world, travel was dangerous. And many people, especially the wealthy in this Roman-occupied territory called Palestine, they never came back. Most times, people didn't know why. A veces los dueños de terreno salieron de su país y nunca regresaron. Pero en este caso, hay un regreso con una cuenta completa siguiendo. Of course, the servants needed to have done something with this money. The servants with the five talents and the two talents recognized how much they had, recognized this extravagance, what they were given to steward, and so they put the money they were given to work. They let the money work for them. Los empleados con el cinco mil y dos mil monedas querían cuidar los bienes de su maestro mientras él estaba afuera. The servants took risks so that they might honor and respect their master and his family. The other servant, though, did nothing. El otro hizo nada, ninguna cosa. He was given $2.6 million and literally sat on it hoping it would still be okay if and 
when the master ever returned, he showed no initiative. He had no drive. He used absolutely none of his dunamis, his power, his authority to do anything at all. What does this say about us? What does this story say about us? Some of you know, but this cathedral, this very property that we are standing on, was very much the product of taking a risk. Some would have said in 1920, a very foolish risk. This cathedral was built on land that at the time was so far out of town, it was literally just farmland to the north. Trinity was built outside of the proper city, outside, out on the margins, on the cusp of the frontier. So this place was jokingly deemed Bishop Atwood's folly. We were a major gamble. Many people thought we were a joke. We're the product of a risk. A través de su historia, la congregación de Trinity Cathedral siempre han tenido que arriesgarse por el bien del Evangelio de Cristo. And to some extent, this culture of being willing, this culture that we've inherited, of being willing to follow Bishop Atwood's risk, has been our lifeline. As the 1960s and 70s saw extensive urban decay and most mainline churches in central Phoenix boarded up their doors, Trinity remained. Trinity stuck it out and the risk-taking continued. In the late 1980s, again, hmm, a question of whether Trinity should be closed and the cathedral moved elsewhere. This was simply too blighted of an area, lacking any possibility of urban renewal or improvement. But thanks to our congregation's leaders that took the cathedral's talents in whatever way we could gather them, this community not only survived, we positioned ourselves to thrive. And then through the work with many faithful deans, the people of Trinity Cathedral continued to push their dreams beyond this church, not only to welcome all people who walked into our midst, into our presence, but also to go, to go out and to build up the kingdom of God in our neighborhood, in our schools, in our city and state and local and, and national governments, but even beyond to places like Tanzania and Haiti and follow all of the people who are members of, of the troops, who are part of the armed services, who are members of this congregation, wherever they're called, wherever they're sent to go. The talents and the drive and the resolve of this congregation to be a prominent family of God for all the people of God continues. Nuestro propósito es continuar acercándonos a los demás y tomar riesgos por el bien del evangelio. It's probably quite obvious, but really, Trinity Cathedral is a talent. Trinity tiene más valor que los talentos, las monedas en la parábola. Just like one of those biblical talents in the gospel, Trinity is a talent. 
If Bishop Atwood had sold the old Trinity Church building downtown in 1913, which is near the downtown courthouse, and rebuilt a block from the old site, we probably wouldn't be here today. And I don't know if that church would have even existed anymore. If the people of Trinity decided it was time to call it quits in the 1980s, we certainly wouldn't be here today. And if the people of Trinity had decided that it was a better idea to hold the money in trust and not rebuild after the 2002 fire, we wouldn't be here today. This congregation takes risks. We go out to the margin. We pour our hearts and souls and partner with our community to build up the kingdom of God right here on the corner of Central and Roosevelt. Nuestro ministerio en Trinity depende de todos nosotros. Necesitamos sus corazones, sus mentes, sus almas y su apoyo financiero. This congregation's work is incomplete without you. Without your heart and soul, without your dunamis, your power, without your authority, without your ability to express yourself by giving of your time and your talent and your treasure, yes, your treasure to this place. We cannot live in the past. We cannot passively wait for whatever might happen in the future. We're the people of Trinity in this day and age right now, and we must be the people of Trinity in the age to come. As I've said before in the past, I will say again, I give 10% of my gross earnings to Trinity every year, but that's just the start. I actually do more because I give money almost every time I'm asked to some other ministry project like the MDGs and music and flowers and chapel rock camp and the arts ministry and the quilters. But I also give to many other nonprofits that aren't related to the church at all, like Doctors Without Borders, the AIDS Life Cycle, the One Community Foundation, also to my seminary, Virginia Seminary. But I always start with Trinity. God gets my first 10%. I pay God first. It's the first auto pay I put on my computer every time I get paid. Trinity gets my first 10%, always has, always will, and I'm taking a risk this year and adding a bit more. I'm going to offer 10.5%. Our church's main funding is primarily funded by you. Nuestra iglesia no recibe fondos de nadie excepto por todos nosotros. We are a church that applies everything that we possibly can into doing ministry. We don't service debt We do ministry. You have helped develop our mission, welcoming all to be transformed in Christ through worship, fellowship, and service in Spanish. Dar la bienvenida a todos para ser transformados en Cristo a través de la adoración, el compañerismo, y el servicio al mundo. Estamos cambiando las vidas de nuestra comunidad. Lives are changed here permanently. Your lives are changed here. The people of Phoenix need us to apply ourselves, do ministry, and to go further, to take risks for the sake that of all that God, for all that God has done for us. Thanksgiving is around the corner. 
And we're in a world and a city that needs Trinity Cathedral to be right here, fully present, fully engaged, fully financially supported, thriving to bring more people into the joy of community, into the joy of our master. So when you turn on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade this year, you'll know that our fourth Thursday celebration of this holiday was initially a risk. But it was a risk that gave hope and resolve and strength for an entire nation to face the days to come. This year, I give thanks for you, the people of Trinity, taking this great talent of a church and boldly embarking on a new year of ministry. Together, in faith and in good stewardship, let's give thanks to God. This cathedral is so very worth it.